You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Real Presence Radio Live with Father Randall Kiesel from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota. I hope all of you are having a blessed day as we begin June, the month of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And we have a great show we're going to continue with here. We welcome Father James Bissonette from the Diocese of Duluth. Welcome, Father, with us on the show this morning. Good to be with you. Great, Father. We're going to talk a bit about the ordination installation of Bishop Felton, but before we get into uh, those details, can you tell us a bit about yourself and what you're up to in the Diocese of Duluth? Well, I was, Father, I was diocesan administrator until Bishop Felton was ordained and installed, and I was vicar general before that. Right now, I'm pastor of St. Rose in Proctor and St. Raphael in Pycliffe. Okay. And the, how far out of Duluth are those cities? Are those uh, about an hour away no, or that's so? Just not, no, no, no. Those are just outside, about 17 miles from the center part of the city. So just on the edge of Duluth, uh, going north. Mm-hmm. Almost like a suburb there, up on the northern part of the Iron Range. Uh, yep. But so can you uh, tell us a little bit more about what that was like for you to be the diocesan administrator? What, what sort of things and details did that uh, cover for you? Well, I was a little bit fortunate, if you want to call it that, because this is the second time I was diocesan administrator, so I knew a little ah. bit of what was coming. And uh, and so this time, um, you know, it was uh, I knew it was coming. It was just a little bit longer than the last time. Uh, I think the first time was about seven months, and I think this was like a year and, and four months or something like that. But it, yeah. was, it was good. The, the, the priests and the religious and the lay faithful were really good. Uh, uh, deacons too, I should put them in there. So, no, right they're on. all good to me, you know, and they, they're all good to me. And um, uh, so the work w- was a little uh, different this time around because, of course, we had the untimely death of Bishop Serba, followed mm-hmm. by, um, you know, the pandemic, um, followed by other difficulties we had. And so, but mostly it was just keeping the wheels on the wagon until the next bishop would come. You know, so I, I'm used to working in the chantry. I'm used to being in the parish. So those two things um, aided. And like I say, there was a lot of help from uh, especially brother priests and um, others. Uh, the archbishop and the bishops of the uh, province were also very helpful. So they, they keep you, you know, uh, focused until, until uh, the new bishop comes. And eventually he came. So and that was good. And uh, he, he seems like he's a very good man, and he's been very well received. And uh, like I say, the ordination and the coming down of the Holy Spirit to ordain a bishop is really special. But for me personally, when he was installed and sat in the chair and then took charge as our shepherd, I smiled very broadly at that moment. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. And it, maybe you had a little bit of a weight off your shoulders. Did you have any experience like that in your heart, too? No, not so much. I mean, the way I look at the work, whatever you do, I mean, if the Lord's asking you to do it, He'll give you the grace to do it, and um, you might have a good day, or you might have a difficult day, but, you know, you you do it, and then, um, and then that's fine. So, uh, what, the weight wasn't so much W-E-I-G-H-T, it was W-A-I-T. The the length of the thing was a little bit more than than I had before, but the, the weight of it, not so much. I mean, the Lord helps you with graces at a time like that, too. 
Yeah, that's true. And you did, it seems to me from where I'm at, my vantage point, you did a fine job through all the adversity. Uh, man, just the, for me and my thinking, you know, of course I knew Bishop Serba personally as well. And and uh, for him to pass away, that was one bit of adversity, if that weren't enough. And then we, we got into the coronavirus circumstances and talk about adversity with that. That was, that was quite a deal. Well, that part was, uh, that part wasn't, uh, that was, um, aided by the people at the Minnesota Catholic Conference. They were very yes. on point, you know, with what was happening. And then the Archbishop and the other bishops of Minnesota, we would meet every other week by Zoom. So we would keep each other informed as to what we were doing, and we were trying to do it in concert, you know. And so that every diocese is slightly different. I mean, what I put out was slightly different than what the Archbishop put out or some of the other bishops, but we were mm-hmm. all on the same line, you know. Okay. So, yep, and so that was helpful that way. Mm-hmm. So when when you're the the new bishop was installed then here, uh, what uh, just over almost two weeks ago now, a week and mm-hmm. a half ago or so, how right. how did that change your daily life? What sort of things uh, now are different? Well, um, I haven't noticed too much of a difference because we've been trying to you know get things ready for him and to make him welcome when he came, and so we're still following through on a few things like that. And I don't know, I got this idea of you know, putting new paint and carpeting in the chantry and <laughs> that has to be finished. So, I mean, there's lots of people helping with that, too. And, uh, you know, we'll get that all wrapped up. we got the bishop's office ready to receive him, and then the rest of it will come in short order. It needed to be done, so we did it. And, uh, you know, and, and that's fine. But the real great thing is that we have a bishop now, and um, diocese need bishops. And so if you go without a bishop so long, even if everything is going basically fine, we're missing a key piece to what, you know, our Catholic faith and the Church intends. And so when that's, that's filled through the grace of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Father and the Nuncio, great. <laughs> yes. Yeah, how, how, uh, how right that is. That's the truth, because uh, it's just the way the Church is designed. It's designed to have a bishop fit as an integral piece into the, the ordering and the orderly nature of a diocese. And when that that sea is open, uh, it, it, it really is a missing piece. Uh, can you describe a little, a little bit, have you reflected on that, Father, about the um, what that was like to have the piece missing and then now being filled, and, and you mentioned that he's been well-received. Any more reflections on that? Sure. I mean, in the ordination ceremony, I mean, all of the, all of the symbols have meaning, and, you know, the calling down of the Holy Spirit, the anointing, you know, um, the investiture with the insignia, and all saying, you know, God and the Holy Father has appointed you, the shepherd here, and this is your task and your responsibility going forward. And I, I was just, I was really happy to see it, you know. Um, it's always better to do these things with the Holy Spirit and oil. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Amen. And I, and I, yeah. who, can you can you remind our listeners and me who are the the consecrators? The there was the lead bishop, and then there are right. always two more bishops. Yeah, you, you always, well, generally, it's the archbishop of the province, and that would have been Archbishop uh, Bernard Hebda, and he he was the principal consecrator. Yes. And then the, the bishop um, elect uh, chooses two additional consecrators because you need three to make sure that everything is done according to oil, you know. And yes. so, uh, one was Bishop Wiccan, who was his home bishop in um, uh, Green Bay, and then the other one was uh, uh, Bishop Thomas Paprocki, uh, who was a friend of his. They were all studying together in Rome at the same time on the same hallway. <laughs> oh, so, wow. Yeah, 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 it's pretty cool. 
And they, uh, and but Bishop uh, Shelton, uh, you know, when you get a new bishop, you think, Lord, you know, you pray for a good shepherd, and, and I think we definitely got one because he's got a heart for the parish, he's got a heart uh, for the people, he's got a heart for the faith, and he's got a lot of experience in the chancery and in parishes. And we're part of predominantly parishes here in the diocese, and so he's right now. Since not everybody could come to the ordination, a lot of people watched it live stream. We were lucky, lucky or blessed there, uh, that we could have 400 people in a space for 800 at the cathedral. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to have deanery masses, you know, in these days, so that people from the deanery can go out and see him in person. Because uh, he wants to be out there with them, and, and it's shown itself already. And like I say, well received. We just had a picnic after the ordination and installation, and it, it poured rain, but nobody cared. We were under a great big tent, and yes, and we enjoyed ourselves. Oh, praise God! What a gift. We're with Father James Bissonette uh, of the Diocese of Duluth, uh, discussing welcoming uh, Bishop Daniel Felton. Uh, has Bishop Felton given any indication on some early things that he has as a vision and what what he hopes to uh, see continue to transpire in the Diocese of Duluth? Uh, yes, he, well, if you look at his uh, coat of arms, they usually put a motto at the bottom of it, and his says, believe in the good news, and I, I believe that's near and dear to his heart. I think, I think he's very keen on you know, the faith, the mission of the Church, and evangelization. Ah, that's right where we need to be in the church. And any of our listeners out there, if you want to go to look at the, his coat of arms or to see the live stream, I notice it's up on the Diocese of Duluth website. You can see org if you go to their website, org. And, Father, we have a couple minutes left here on our time together uh, with Father James Bissonette on Real Presence Radio Live. Uh, can you give any more reflections, perhaps, on what you're looking forward to do in the months ahead? Because your life will probably continue to change a little bit, maybe not in parish life, but uh, maybe a little less responsibility? Or, or what do you foresee for you coming up? Well, I, the bishop um, has been out in the parishes, and he started doing a confirmation, and then he is actually going to be... Uh, uh, well, then he did a, a graduation for our Stella Mars Academy here in Duluth, and now he's going to be ordaining a deacon tonight, uh, Scott Peternos, and a priest tomorrow, and uh, that's Deacon Trevor uh, um, Peterson. So it's kind of exciting. Right out of the gate, he gets to do all of these things as our shepherd, and it's, it's wonderful to see. As far as the rest of it goes, once he gets into the office and thinks about it, he'll have to reappoint people and I need a lot of administrators in my time, so he's going to have to appoint them as pastors now that he's here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And the and can you describe that a little bit? Because there's a little some distinctions. I think that there's a limitation on the administrator authority, isn't there? Why, why would right, you? Right. Yes. Um, a diocesan administrator, if he moves a priest, even if they're a pastor, he can only make them an administrator. But then after a year. Uh, you could make them a pastor, but I chose not to do that. I chose to wait for a bishop to do that, so mm-hmm. uh, that'd be easier for him to talk to them. In case there was some other adjustments to be made, it's easier to do it that way, but it would be better that the bishop appoint him a pastor. So um, uh, I was able to do that, and then he'll, he'll make them pastors in the next few days, and then decide you know, who he wants around him in the chancery and how he wants that all to work. 
Oh, very good. And for the listeners in the Diocese of Duluth, would you have any words of encouragement on welcoming the new bishop and maybe how could they be of assistance in any ways? Well, I think, you know, everybody had a chance that wanted to, anyway, has a chance, had a chance to see him on live stream from the introduction all the way through all the ceremonies. And he's, he's presented himself that way just straightforward and authentically. And so I just say to the people, pray for him. You know, we're doing it in the Eucharistic Church, keep it up. Pray for him so that he has a good transition and that he enjoys his time here serving God and us. Thank you, Father James Bissonnette from the Diocese of Duluth. Thank you for being with us this morning, and God bless you for all your service to the Diocese of Duluth as you waited for a new bishop, and now, as you said, God has provided. Uh, Stay with us, listeners. We'll be right back on Real Presence Radio for our next interview. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.